Okay. And welcome to the Something to Marvel Ad podcast. My name is Sarah, and I'm joined with my beautiful co-host, Kendall. Kendall, say hello. Hello. And this podcast is about really how Marvel makes us so thirsty. The thirstiest. (laughs) But I mean, also, not only that, this podcast is going to be about Marvel movies. This podcast is going to be about Disney. This podcast is going to be really just a look into how some of us non-comic book readers are interpreting these movies because I you know I I think I can speak for both me and Kendall when I say we we have not read a single comic zero absolutely none of them so yeah no literally so you know what we're gonna do is we're gonna go over the movies we're gonna go over the shows Uh, Disney has so much coming out this year there's really gonna be no end of Marvel Marvel anything to talk about you know so little origin story on me and Kendall is we met at the happiest place on earth and it was just the best day ever I still remember like it was yesterday I think it was maybe a July or an August we met in class and it was the cutest and we got to pack uh apple juice (laughs) I think it was when we were volunteering or volunteering volunteering yes it looks better and then and then literally later one of our other roommates was like hey we're gonna go watch the vmas (laughs) oh my god i forgot it was the vmas stop i love it (laughs) and we walked in and we're like oh hey i know you where do you live oh three doors down yeah exactly okay but also, if that, like, tells, like, anything about, like, the time is, like, when you would go to somebody's house to watch the VMAs. <laughs> I know. Let's just, let's just, yeah. Well, now that makes you feel really old. listening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, back in our day. <laughs> and, they I mean, not only. For the Yeah, VMAs. and not only was it the VMAs, but it was the iconic Kanye West do you remember? Yeah, that was, wasn't it? We saw it in like live time and we we're just like, oh my God. I know. Forever, forever unclean with that. Ugh, Kanye. <laughs> forever unclean. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> anyway, sidetrack. That's our little origin story, how me and Kendall met, you know, and I kind of feel like, you know, we are just destined to do this because, I mean, Disney is what's brought us together you know Absolutely. literally yeah it it com- like this you know it's it's too crazy so anyways we want to go ahead and jump into it what we are doing is we have decided to review the first movie captain america the first avenger um and i think we're just going to go in the chronological order of the way that the movies are supposed to go yes you know and like in that timeline yeah, so we're going to do that, and I think this next, uh, so what we're going to do, how this is going to be structured is the every month we're going to do one movie, and then the rest of the month will be about shows. Now, we actually are recording on a Saturday. Uh, the finale, the season finale for WandaVision was just yesterday, um, so yes, we, we will definitely be talking about that. We are not glazing over that in any way, shape, or form. Um, and we will have to, we're going to need some time for that because that episode. Oh my God, so much to process. 
Yeah, and exactly. So <laughs> spoiler for anyone who hasn't watched it by the time this comes out, you know. But oh god. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Mm. I th- I think that by the time that this comes out that um <clears throat> if honestly if you didn't watch it that day then like what are you doing? Like are you're you missing out on like Yeah, exactly. Are you even? Um but we will definitely be talking about that. We're not glossing over WandaVision whatsoever because there is so much that we want to talk about in that movie or movie in the show but um and then as we go on and through the movies I mean we're we're just we're still going to be talking about Wanda and Vision so that's the whole tie and that's the reason why we're here all right Kendall so before we get started I wanted to say that um just wanted to get some facts down here about Captain America um Captain America's real name is Steve Rogers. His occupation is listed as adventurer. And to me, when you tell me, like, your job is an adventurer, I just, like, feel like, what is that? Like, are you unemployed? Because what do you, (laughs) what do you put on your resume? Like, you know, social media influencer. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So present day influencer, basically. Yeah. I think that if he lived today... Um, with his adventure occupation, he would definitely like had a camper van. Oh, for sure. Exploring yeah. and hiking around. Definitely. All right. So his base is Brooklyn, New York. It also lists Stark Tower in Manhattan, New York. Uh, height is six two. Okay. Weight is two forty. Don't believe it. Uh, eyes blue. Hair blonde. And his first appearance was in Captain America. Uh, comics number one in March 1941. So this is someone that's been around forever. Um, and this information that we are getting is from the Marvel Encyclopedia. So Kendall and I decided that, you know, since we had never read a comic, it might be wise to invest in the Marvel Encyclopedia. The Cliff Notes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. Literally, somebody was like, well, you know, you could always, you know, decide to pick up on the comics if you decide to expand. And I was like, no, no, we're not going that far. If if it's on the encyclopedia, like, I'm not doing it. (laughs) I don't have that kind of time. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'd rather watch Uh, a movie. Amen. Amen. Uh, So it lists his powers as, uh, it says here, Super Soldier Serum. Brought Rogers to the peak of physical perfection, able to lift twice his own body weight, expert military strategist, Olympic level martial artist and gymnast, resistance to disease and fatigue, which I actually did have questions about in the movie because I don't understand. Like literally he was like singing and dancing and then the next thing you know, he's like doing all these crazy like fights and stuff like that. And I was like, where did you even learn to do that? I literally mean, yeah <laughs> where <laughs> he's punched adolf hitler over 200 times so <laughs> uh, so clearly he, he has on the job training <laughs> so that's just some of the, the uh captain america basics this movie came out on june 22nd 2011 uh directed by joe johnston um i feel like a better person would have looked up other movies by Joe Johnston, but I have not. Oh, who who did? I did. 
Um, oh, wow. Okay. All right. Here yeah. we go. Isn't that great that this happened? I love it. Uh, because yes. one of the things that I had noticed in my um, notes was what the opening scene of this movie reminded me of. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things was it reminds me of Hoth. Um, clearly, I okay. Know Joe okay. Johnson did not work on um, Star Wars, but um, he did work on... Um, Indiana Jones. So that was another thing that I bring back later. Um, he directed <laughs> Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, okay. All right then. Rocketeer. So he, he really I mean, he's been in the Disney life for a while. Yeah. Jurassic Park three, perfect <gasps> for the shirt that Sarah is wearing, which is a Jurassic Park shirt. I am wearing a Jurassic uh-huh. Park shirt. Jumanji. That's appropriate. That also. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, he's got a lot. Uh, a lot of really great. Willow, he was an associate producer, which. Oh, wow. That movie is kind of creepy to me, so. <laughs> brings back memories. Yeah, I'm sure. But, you know. And Hildago. Did you ever watch that movie? Vigo Mortensen like... on a horse is like what I remember pretty much the entire That's not the what's the animated movie I'm thinking of? I think I'm thinking of an animated movie and I don't think that's it. I don't think that's what you're talking about. <laughs> no, no, it, this one's live action. Okay. But okay. Yeah, I think he's a cowboy or something, but he's always on a horse. I think he's like riding through the desert through most of it. I mean honestly it's like a snooze fest to me, but <laughs> Okay, well, that's definitely going on a to-watch list for sure. Yeah. Um, that's really, I'm. thank you for doing that because, yeah. like I said, a better it, you are the better person for doing that oh. for sure. Um, but that's really interesting. Okay, so this director definitely has a ton of background in adventure. And that's really interesting about The Rocketeer, too, because I just recently rewatched that movie. So that is, that's very interesting. I didn't think about, like, I don't know, I, I didn't think about any sort of, like, connections or anything like that but that's very interesting i i will say i probably haven't watched it since early 2000s all i remember is that billy campbell is a bad actor (laughs) which made me really sad because i liked him so much when i was little the rocketeer was like pretty hot um was girl is i mean i don't know what you're talking about well again i haven't watched it since early 2000s so maybe it deserves a rewatch but i just remember being like so disappointed that billy campbell was so bad (laughs) no girl that's on disney plus so you need to go back and rewatch that that'll be my for sure go to bed tonight yeah there you go perfect yeah, so it's really disappointing when you go back and you watch, like, some movies and you're like, wow, uh, that was not how I remember. <laughs> I feel like that's most of the movies that I liked as a child. <laughs> but luckily, with, you know, because we've both seen Captain America so many times. Luckily, that was not the case this time. I really feel like every time you watch it, you, you know, you see something new. Uh, you notice something different. Uh, you catch maybe you know, something that somebody said, you know, that you you hadn't quite capped before. And obviously, you know, with seeing all the other Marvel movies, you go back and, you know, you rewatch some and you're like, oh, 
I, okay, now I, I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like all the Easter eggs yeah, that are exactly. in every single one of them and then are so obvious once you know it's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I completely agree with that. So going into that, uh, you stated that uh, the beginning scene reminded you of Hoth. Yes. And I also said it reminds me of National Treasure opening scene. Um, <laughs> like, I think I've only seen, like, bits and pieces of that movie. I've never seen whole. that movie all the way through. You are missing out. National <laughs> Treasure 1 and National Treasure 2 are, as I will say, <laughs> national treasures. Okay. They are so good. So entertaining. So smart. Are they? Yeah. I, you know, Nicolas Cage really got me in them. I love them. <laughs> Firm believer, you should watch them. I made my parents right. rewatch them. Um, just one of them. Like I had turned it on, and my dad yeah. just, like sat down. He's like, "What are we watching?" I was like, "A great movie. Just enjoy." I love that. Please. I love that. That's and the amazing. Cast in it, I just so good. Spoiler yeah. Well, alert, Sean Bean does not die in it. So okay. All right. All right. Well, but, I mean, but yeah. Uh, just the snowy scenes like that looks awful which is what i think hoth would be yeah no i completely agree yeah literally my notes for that are opening scene antarctic <laughs> yeah like <laughs> that's what I it did not like when at the end of the movie when he's well i guess it's not the end but near the end when he actually like, flies in that is not what it looked like so Climate change is real, people. Okay? <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Speak the truth. <laughs> no climate change deniers around here, okay? Yeah. We're, we're not down for that. No, sorry. Do not listen. Stop now. <laughs> um, so I did like what uh, one person said. Uh, I don't care what time it is. This one has waited long enough. Um, and I just, I don't know. I was just like, dang, that's true. That's true. It was, what, like, 70 years or something like that? That was crazy. Yeah, something crazy like that. So then once, uh, you know, they go through and then you see the, uh, you see the, the captain's shield, you know, and that brings you right into the movie. From there, we go straight to 1942. And I have this down in my notes as Harry Potter crossover Professor Felch. So mine was... Filch is also a groundskeeper in this movie, typecast much. So, the poor guy. It also could be um, maybe a, isn't he the dad in the Red Wedding episode of Game of Thrones? I think so, yeah. Yeah, he's in that too. He's like a huge douche in that movie too, So or show. Um, So, I mean, there's tons of crossovers here. But yeah, that could be the magic part of all of this, and it's all connected. Yeah, I mean, what else was he doing in that like medieval, creepy, rundown church? Right. Like, think about it. It definitely was related to Hogwarts. Like, it had yeah. Like I said, it's a Harry Potter crossover. I won't accept anything else, to be honest. No. So what I love is uh, now that you've mentioned that Joe Johnston had directed a um, Indiana Jones movie, mm. Sorry, I love I how he goes on the crew. Oh, 
don't think he directed it. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, whatever. Anyway. He worked with the movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love that in the wall, like, um, <clears throat> he goes up to, Schmidt goes up to the wall and, like, presses, like, I think it's, like, the snake eye or something like that. And it just, like, completely takes out the Tesseract, right? Is that what it is? Yeah. Or, um, yeah. And really funny because, so, one, after I was commenting about filth, um, I wrote, I know I'm sp- not supposed to think he's attractive, but I'm kind of into Schmidt. <laughs> I mean, you know, Sam's redhead, uh, red face, skull. Um, but, like, he looks like a villain and everything, but I'm into it. It's one of those things. Uh, and then I said, now we're in an Indiana Jones movie, and I'm deaf not mad about it. The Nazi, <laughs> the Nazis always lose to the sexy hero. So you know what? You're not wrong. Yeah. So I agree For on sure. Indiana Jones, like a hundred percent. I'm just yeah, like I definitely saw the tie-in to that for sure. Yeah. Or at least you know, just like a little nod to it. So, uh, you know, he takes that, and uh, unfortunately, that is the end of the line for Professor Filch. Um, but I mean, clearly he gets brought back to life or something because you know Could Harry Potter said maybe that's what happened. Yeah, or maybe it's like there is some sort of like Star Wars crossover, and he's a Force ghost at Hogwarts or something. I mean, like that idea. I'm just saying. So let's see. So this guy's name is Johann Schmidt. His occupation is listed as terrorist, also conqueror, and those two words very much go together. Uh, His base is Nazi Germany. Later, various secret bases around the world. And in the galaxy. But we'll talk about that later. Uh, I think what's really interesting here is that they list his original body and then cloned body. So I'm not, I don't know what that means. Um, I think that we're maybe going to have to go into that later. Um, but let's see. Technically, his first appearance was in the Captain America comics number five in August 1941. So in the comics, it looks like he wasn't, uh, you know, listed until a little bit later. So, I mean, it's, it's still interesting that, you know, that they're bringing him into this one. Uh, I do think it is interesting. They say his allies are Adolf Hitler. Sure. Uh, Sin Crossbones, Dr. Faustus, Amim Zola, the S-Men, and Honest John. I don't know who any of those people are except for Zola. Nope. None. No. Haven't heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, we get sort of a little bit of foreshadowing when he, you know, kills uh, Professor Filch's character because then there's blood on the skull. Mm -hmm. So, something to look out for later. Love foreshadowing. Yeah. Exactly. All right, so then we go right back into back into New York, and it is eight minutes and twenty two seconds is the first shirtless scene for Chris Evans. I said, "All right, good looking shirtless men to be a nurse in <laughs> World War Two." <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> I mean, they had to look forward to something, right? You got to keep your spirits up during this horrible, horrible time. <laughs> All of these shirtless wannabe soldiers. Bring them in. 
<laughs> yes, I think that uh, that you would have done very well then. Uh, yeah, let's just say that. <laughs> what I uh, did also note was this is the lollipop for sevens. You know, so um, giant. This was before, yeah. So like this was be this was you know before um, CGI really has you know perfected its craft. You know, so it's it's a little jarring. Yes. Um, but I mean that's okay. We know things are gonna change. I did. So that's okay. About that, and they used uh, (laughs) love it. (laughs) I know. Yeah, the little things that I find interesting. (laughs) Um, they used a plastic surgeon, like, software to film it. Oh, no. They filmed it, um, in each scene with him, they did four times. So one with him and all of the people, one with him alone, and then I kind of lost interest in, (laughs) but isn't that crazy? Like, yeah. To have to do one, I mean, one scene not only four different times in four different scenarios, but imagine yeah. if you like messed up, you had to do oh, it, over do it all over and again. Over. Yeah, no, thank you. Oh. Oh, but I mean, that's what he gets paid for, so I'm sure he didn't that's, mind. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, it's it's lollipop Chris Evans. He is really just trying to get in and the person there is saying you know no like you know you have all these issues you know trust me you're better off where you are right now and he's bummed considerably yeah so he goes to the movies and just no respect no respect at all you know yeah who is this dickhead (laughs) like one you won't even (laughs) let these people be in peace he's definitely a guy nowadays who would leave his phone on like loud oh for sure in the middle of the movie yeah and then talk all the way through oh definitely for sure yeah you know he's yelling at you know i don't know i guess the projectionist the poor projectionist who's just doing their job you know turn it off we want to watch the movie okay no he says where's the cartoon oh yeah like he's not even definitely he's looking for the cartoon about like the snacks in the Right? Isn't that what they d- used to do? It's like these snacks dancing. That was was that not the cartoon that we would be watching? Like, well, I mean, technically, this is what nineteen. What was this nineteen? Was this nineteen forty one or forty two? No, this was nineteen forty two. Yeah. Um. Let's see. So I don't even think that Disney had any movies coming out at this time. So it w- clearly wasn't a Disney movie that yeah. they were looking for then. So, what is the like? Maybe it was they used to watch cartoon. They had like a cartoon because they didn't have previews maybe i mean i don't know kendall i wasn't (laughs) you you weren't alive yeah i mean you're not like steve rogers yeah frozen i mean like how dare me not remember 74 years please yeah (laughs) please yeah no it's just you know it was the dancing hot dogs and like the popcorn that's what it was that's what i picture right (laughs) let's all go to the movie yeah exactly Yeah. yeah That's what I assume. I mean, I can't be for certain, but that's what I assume it was. Yeah, 100%. That's So, this dickhead. I don't even know. (laughs) So, Lollipop Chris Evans. I guess I should stop calling him that. Like, that's really not okay. Um, So, Steve Rogers. 
is, you know, telling him, like, hey, have some respect. Shut the fuck up, basically, oh, is he what he's telling this man. Language, Sarah. <laughs> he maybe didn't say it with his voice, but he definitely said it with his eyes. Oh, he said it with his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So, you know, the guy, you know, says to meet him in the alley. Cool, and bro. Yeah, I know. So then they, you know, they, they start to to fight and Steve Rogers is not holding up his end very well. Mm-hmm. And he, this is the first time that we hear it. Um, it's about 10 minutes in, you know, he says, I could do this all day. So yes. note that that's the first time we hear it. 10 minutes into this movie um, and that is something that's going to carry him. So I have also here 10 minutes and 20 seconds Bucky Barnes enters. Ah. And Kendall, I wanted to introduce a little segment to you. Okay. It's called Do You Need a Drink? Because you look thirsty. Girl, the thirstiest. (laughs) Bucky Barnes. (laughs) Where have you been my entire 10 minutes and 20 seconds? <laughs> I needed you so long ago. <laughs> and I cannot wait for his own TV show. I mean, great Falcon, but... Bucky. You know what, Kendall? Ask and you shall receive. Thank you. March 19th on Disney+. Plus. Okay. Cannot wait. <laughs> so do you want to give us a little background on Bucky Barnes? Sure. Uh, so his real name is James Buchanan Barnes. Love it. Oh, he also has an occupation of adventurer. There you go. Influencer. An army camp mascot. What does that mean? I just thought. I don't know. I um, side note: I was a mascot for my sister's softball team when she was like twelve, so I was probably nine. Because uh, I wanted to sit in the dugout and wear the uniform. So That's I, adorable. as a mascot, I use that term very loosely. It was the way I could be in the uniform looking super cool and sit in the dugout. So me and so Bucky what you're have saying, a lot in common. Yeah, I was going to, exactly. So what you're saying is that he wanted to look super cool in the outfit and just be there. And he looks and be their mascot. super cool in the outfit. Um, he's mobile for his base he roams because he's an adventurer so that makes sense sure (laughs) Um, something that really hurts my heart is that he's 5'7 and let's really yes so in the Sebastian Stan is 6'1 right as is I'm like, you tell me. <laughs> okay. So they're the same height. They did something to make post serum Steve Rogers look taller than Bucky. Okay. So I think it's really interesting you say that because what I I note I do have is the uh, the perspective filming to make Bucky look taller than Steve. LOL. Oh, yeah. He's like a <laughs> foot taller than him. Which means yeah. if he's 5'7", Steve Rogers is 4'7". <laughs> so yeah, I was going to say, he's at least like 4'11". Oh, at the very least. little angel. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, he's got brown eyes. Beautiful <laughs> chocolate brown eyes. And red <laughs> hair. 
had brown hair. So really, that is interesting. And he made his first appearance in Captain America number one. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah, right along with Steve. Eighty you know, years so... ago, by the way. Captain America number one came out in March forty one. I think we you said that, but that's eighty years ago. This month. That's crazy. He old AF. <laughs> oh, that's okay, girl. That's okay. Okay, so they have these fun little things in here. You know, they're like little notes and post-its and mm-hmm. stuff. So one yeah. of the things is Bucky discovers that Steve Rogers has a secret. He's the super-powered mm. costume war hero, Captain America. Yay. Did we not know this? Shocker. That's one thing they don't hide. His They don't hide his identity in any of them. Well, from what I read in the Captain America part of the encyclopedia mm-hmm. is that there is, uh, I think one of the main storylines is that it's pretty much hidden. Like, he has, like, a hidden identity, I think. And then it's not till like, much later is when, like, he's, like, outed, like, as Steve Rogers. I'm sure one of the villains did. Yeah, I think so, too. They always do. Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't, like, like I did kind of, like, accidentally read that part because I wasn't, I didn't realize what page I was actually looking at. <laughs> so that's, like, that's something that I did see. So I figured that's probably not something. But, I mean, like you said, like, in, in this uh, MCU universe, he is, he is Steve Rogers. Like, he's, yeah. there's no. There's no hiding it. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Huh. So. So he comes to see Roger's rescue, you know, says, you know, hey, when are you going to give it up? I'm going to go. Let's go have some fun. We're going to go Thoughts. see the future. Yes, exactly. They're very good. Yes. And I wish I had written that down. But that is very true. So then they go to the, what was it? Was it a future? What was it? The future fair? I didn't catch the name of what I it was. I think so. Something like that. Or was it the uh, was it the World's Fair? Maybe it might have been the World's Fair. Yeah, because they they had the little um, the globe in the back that yeah. always reminds me of Nickelodeon. Yeah, so I definitely think it was like it was something along those lines. Yeah. Um, we get our first introduction to uh, Howard Stark, young Howard Stark. Whew. Uh. And Kendall, I also wanted to introduce another segment here to you. I'm going to call it, Whose Line Is It Anyways? <laughs> because this is something that um, I feel like we don't see it too often in these Marvel movies, but it is something that uh, we we do kind of see a bit. It's where the character is played by three different people. Mm-hmm. So Howard Stark is one of those characters. Uh, we are introduced to him as one character, as, as one actor in this movie. Right. Um, there are going to be other movies coming up that we will also talk about where he is played by two other actors. So just, you know, keep an eye out on that because that, that can get kind of confusing. All sometimes. I know is that all of them really pull off a mustache. And I am not oh, a for mustache sure. person. So no. You know, I'm not mad at any of them. <laughs> no, I mean, they all portrayed him. 
I as what I would assume he was supposed to be portrayed as, you know, like that Howard Hughes type, uh, you know, type of character, you know. I guess if you were to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess if you were to compare him to somebody now, I guess an Elon Musk, but we'll, oh. we won't go into that. I know, I know. But he looks. But good. I mean, that's yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, definitely the womanizer. Mm-hmm. Smart, gives zero shits. Billionaire. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. A dream man, if I will. <laughs> That's right, Kendall, yes. Are you accepting sugar babies? <laughs> I know you are like over 100 now, but still, please call me. <laughs> All right, so the one note I do have here is, you know, the guys are there with their dates and they're watching um, this presentation that Howard is giving about, I, was it the flying car? Was that it? Yes, the flying car. That does not work. Yeah, exactly. So my note about that is uh, when his date rolls her eyes when he offers her a snack. So rude. Like, honestly, like, <laughs> just the way she looked at him, it was so rude. I was just like, okay, like, you don't have to be that rude. Like, you could have just been like, oh, no, thank you. You know? Right? Like, I know he's under five feet is what we just find out <laughs> but his friend is five seven so really are you being picky yeah come on exactly and snacks you never turn down food i know Dumb. that's why i was just like this girl is like so ungrateful yeah like i know that he is not what he could be sure but i mean the man offers you a snack at least just be like oh no thank you instead of making a dirty face at him like, I just thought that was so rude. Or it's your time to shine and eat whatever you want because you don't care what he thinks. <laughs> your time to shine. I love that. That is the way to turn it around. <laughs> Girl, get your food. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> you do you. Yeah. Don't be a bitch. So, exactly. That's all we're saying here. Guy. Like, don't be rude. Yeah. Like, how are you going to be, be so rude to this tiny little sweet baby face? Like... <laughs> I can fit you in my pocket, <laughs> and I will eat. Exactly. You can feed me from my pocket. <laughs> and me a snack while you're in there. Yeah. You can mama yeah. bird it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I think that's going too far now. <laughs> Let's bring it back a little bit. All right. So um, this is uh, where they uh, there's like a mirror, and like you stand in it, and it shows you in a uh, soldier's uniform. So Chris Evans, uh, sorry, Steve Rogers stands up and it like only goes to like his eyes. And my note that I have here is short Steve Rogers is relatable Steve Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Aww. Yeah. As somebody who is also maybe 4'11". Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> you know, I'm a giant out here, so 5'4". Okay, miss, I'm so tall. <laughs> Some of us could only wish, okay? I just, the poor guy. He just wants to join the GD army. Let him. <laughs> God. Like, what? Well, I think even now, I mean, wouldn't they have, like, let him be, like, an admin or something? You would think. Like, something. Recruiting or something? I don't know. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if you're, like, a 17-year-old and they're like, okay, so the U.S. Army is like coming to They're, like, six foot five. Recruit. They're, like, buff. 
he just saunters in. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, he has the worst posture. I've noticed that <laughs> the entire time that he's... Really? I don't know. I didn't notice that before. Well, it's just he's so slouchy and sad. Well, because he's, he's introverted, right? Like, he, right. But, like Bucky is his only friend. Um, and I'd we come to find out... <laughs> And we come to find out later that he's never even really had a conversation with a woman before. So, you know, he's introverted, you know, poor guy. Yeah, he just needs a little confidence boost. Exactly. In walks Dr. Erskine. Erskine? Okay. Can we please talk about, I'm going to call this segment Underground Hog. <laughs> because, like, Stanley Tucci... Like, I don't, not, like, I'm not, I'm not a fan of, like, bald men, you know, usually. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like he's the only man who could really pull it off. And in this movie, he has, he has hair. You know. And it's not the greatest hair. But I don't hate it. Uh, my note of when he arrives is, normally I have an attraction to Stanley Tucci. But... In this, I can say I do not. So, <laughs> I read that the only re- one of the reasons he pi- he decided to play this character was because he wanted to do a German accent, and this was the first time he's been able to. <laughs> what? A, like, okay. Like, you know what though? When you're Stanley Tucci, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna play. I want to play this German accent. This is the only. Okay, yeah, yeah whatever. I'll take it. And. You get paid a lot of money for this, so okay. Yeah, exactly. I My next note about this says, when Stanley Tucci says, I can offer you a chance, you say yes. Mm, 100%. And, yeah, and I, like you said, like, it's like you said, like, he uh, he was really the perfect person for this role. Um, because, you know, like I said, he does bring that warmth into this role that would otherwise, I kind of feel, be like, not predatory, but like, you know... That is a you very you really good have word to. There's it, a fine, that there's a fine line between being like, oh, I just want to be your friend. I can help you be that person that you want to be, and being like, listen, I've got this, this experiment. Here, come take my shot. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, I feel like anybody else would have been super creepy. Well, especially when you're a barely five foot, skinny little kid, like. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Who like is this weird German dude. Being yeah. Like, come, come take my shot and become a Superman. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like, I that's that's why I'm like, like the, like I really do feel like Stanley Tucci only could have brought the friendshipness to this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the word I want to use because, like I said, otherwise it would just been, it would have just been weird. Because I don't feel like he was also, like, I mean, I know he really wanted to be a part of the army. But, I mean, if a random creepy stranger was like, come do this experiment with me. You know what I mean? I feel like he wouldn't have done it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, especially, I mean, the dude's German. That's a big part of it. Like, it's 1941. That's true. That's true. 1941. And was it 1942? See, we don't even know what year it was. Yes, it is 1942. Yeah, okay. I thought you said that yes. at the beginning. Yeah, I, I was like, wait, I have to go back and, like, look at my notes here again. Yes, it was 1942. Sorry. So, yeah, like, 
if a German person like came up and was like, "Hey, take this experiment drug," and I was like, "But you are German, and I know that's not what you're supposed to do." But when you're at war with, and it's 1942, so that's where your brain yeah, would go. Yeah. Right? No. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I see it. No thanks. <laughs> but for you, so Stanley from Tucci, here, anytime. Yeah, exactly. If Stanley Tucci asks, you just say yes, okay? That's really just the bottom line of this. So when, uh, you know, he agrees to do this, so the next time we see him, he is, well, I'm talking about Steve Rogers. The next time we see Steve Rogers, he is at the camp, um, this army base, and in walks Peggy Carter. Oh, girl. I know. So, my note for this is, this is from my husband. Speaking of thirst, she is so hot, lol. (laughs) So, I wrote, bring on the Carter, the first female thirst. (laughs) Because, you know, she's the first Avenger. She's the first thirst. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, in our note here, we have... Peggy Carter, first appearance is Tales of Suspense, number 77, in May 1966. So I guess in the comic book world, she's not so like 20 years after that, right? Like after Captain America. That's kind of crazy. I mean, he defeats the Nazis and then gets a girlfriend? Yeah, 20 years later. (laughs) That's kind of weird. Huh. Uh, real name, Margaret Peggy, Peggy Carter, occupation, shield agent. So that's the first person we have that has an actual job. Uh, base, mobile, sure. Uh, height, 5'5". Five, five. Okay. Weight, 101, which I feel like is a little unattainable, but whatever. Uh, eyes, blue. Hair, white, formerly blonde. That's interesting. Ugh. Well, good thing they didn't make her blonde because no one needs another blonde woman. Sorry to all the blondes out there. <laughs> well, there's plenty. There's plenty of blondes coming up yeah, later, so don't sure. you worry. Yeah. Special powers slash abilities. Expert in espionage and undarmed combat possesses, possesses formidable mark, marksmanship and tactical skills. So this is interesting. It says Peggy Carter was an American agent working for the French Resistance during World War II when she met and fought alongside Captain America. The two fell in love before the war split them up in the early 1950s. She teamed up with Howard Stark and Woodrow McCord to stop Hydra from gaining a powerful alien energy source. In later years, Peggy's stories of her life inspire her niece, Sharon, to become a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Hmm. That's interesting. So all that I can guess is like, you know, and I I know this is in the comic world, but like they have like different storylines. Yeah. You know? So, maybe? I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. But, uh, big fan of Peggy. Big fan. Yeah. Um, you know, I love it when we see a strong woman, personally. Well, it is National Women's Month. Oh, that's true. <gasps> Women's that's History? That's very true. Women's History Month. I don't know. But International <laughs> Women's women. Day is March 8th, so... Well, there you go. And today's March 6th, so I think we're good. All right. So uh, let's see. So uh, the next note I have here is Agent Carter I like, Mm. clearly. 
Did you have any notes? Uh, so just that she's the first female thirst. Um, and then my next note is about Steve. So on my next note, uh, kind of about Steve is, you know, we see him really struggling to do the types of, uh, you know, exercises and stuff like that, that the other guys are doing. Um, there is one challenge where they are halfway through and the sergeant or whoever he is, I don't even know his name, says, you know, if you can bring down that, that flag, then you can get a car ride back to the base or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> my note about Steve was, I am pre-Surum Steve Rogers in the obstacle course at every moment in my life. He stumbles <laughs> and he fumbles, and it's so adorable. Um, on him, probably not on me, but that is what whatever. I am. You're so funny. Um, and here at the flagpole is where I think uh, – Peggy Carter mouthwater moment number one. Okay, again. funny you should say that. I have my notes as flag Peggy Carter swoon count one. All right. So yeah, I think when Steve knocks it down, she's like, "Oh, who is this tiny little fella?" <laughs> so smart. I love it. She loves a brain. Yeah, exactly. So then I think after this, we go into, uh, we're back with the Red Skull. Um, we've already talked about him a little bit, about what, what he is up to. He is, you know, technically, uh, I think he, no, he is already at this point, the Red Skull. And they kind of allude to that um, in the, pretty much in, throughout the whole movie, like, you know, that he is the Red Skull. Um, let's see, what else do I have here? Yeah, I noticed, um, like, when he does the painting, when he's getting his portrait painted. Yeah, exactly, one, there's how that. how do I get that done? That's awesome. <laughs> um, and the painter has, just gives zero fucks. Like, he's just like, why am I doing this? But yeah. uh, one thing you see is when Zola walks in, is mm -hmm. he, Schmidt turns off the light. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, what's happening here? But, you know, yeah. we've seen it now. I can't remember if it was the Red Skull or if it was Zola who tells the painter to continue. And the painter just makes this face. Like, <laughs> yeah. he just, like, rolls his eyes. He is every one of us. <laughs> he is so done. He's like, this huge old red D-bag that I'm painting. <laughs> What is happening? Like, what? And, like, what type of, like, confidence you must have to roll your eyes when this, like, you know what he looks like. Yeah. Clearly, like, he might be able to do something really bad to you, but you're just rolling your eyes at, like, at him telling you to fi to finish the painting. Yeah. The confidence. Amazing. How do you May become, we all how live do you, how do you get to that? have... <laughs> I was going to say, may we all live to have the confidence of that painter, honestly. Amazing. Share your secrets, sir. <laughs> so into this next scene, we go into Stanley Tucci talking to Steve Rogers. Uh, what he says is a weak man who knows, he tells him, you know, you, you are, let me go back. 
he says something along the lines of a weak man who knows the value of strength and compassion. Because Steve Rogers is having doubts, as he should. Right. Like, he's signing up for this experiment, and he doesn't know how this is really going to affect him. And so he, and he's also feeling, like, think a bit of imposter syndrome. He's like, why me? You know. He needs that painter's confidence. <laughs> we all need that painter's confidence. You know what? Make that man a hero. Right. <laughs> let's, let's watch his MCU. Yeah. What's his origin story? <laughs> I would, I would first in line to get those tickets. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree. I'm going to make shirts with that man's face. Oh my God. I love it. Yes. All right. So let's see here. And then what I love next is he offers, uh, he offers Steve Rogers a drink and he's like, oh, and he's like, oh wait, no, you can't, like, you can't have anything past a certain amount of time. You're having your procedure tomorrow. And so Steve Rogers is like, oh, okay, well, maybe after, what, didn't he say something like, oh, then, yeah, um, we'll save it. Yeah. And he's like, and, you know, Stanley Tucci's character is like, well, I don't have a procedure tomorrow. <laughs> I love that. There's that humor. And yep, warm. exactly. Exactly. You know, it's not creepy. Like, oh, here, have a drink. Have a drink of this unknown alcohol. You don't even know what I put in it. Right. And so then... I noted later that Steve mentions about it at, at the procedure. And he said, do you have any of that schnapps left? Oh, and my yeah. question is, who drinks schnapps just, like, straight? Is that a I thing? I think that was just a thing back then. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, It's just, I like, the so. syrupy... No. Yeah, no, it's disgusting, for sure. Hmm. Okay. But, yeah, I think that that is something that some people actually still very much do. Not me. Nope. No, thank you. <laughs> I'll put it in hot cocoa. Peppermint schnapps is like chef's kiss. Let's talk about it. But <laughs> besides that, I don't. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's not for me. No. Yeah. Um. Let's see. So in this next scene, we have uh, Steve Rogers in a car with Peggy Carter. I love that when he is, like, showing her all the places of where he was beat up, she's just kind of, like, rolling her eyes. She's like, oh, Lord, what am I getting myself into here? But low-key, she is falling more in love with him. Okay, so when they are talking about, I don't even remember what they were talking about, but I think he says something along the lines of waiting for the right partner. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I have that as swoon count number three. So do I. Did we miss number two as Steve jumping on the grenade? Oh, you know what? We did. Okay. I have that too. <laughs> I'm glad we're the same on these. Yeah. Um, but yes. yes. Okay. So go back to him at the base. Uh, you know, Tommy. Um, Gruff and Gruff Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. Is saying, you know, why did we pick this guy? Like, look at him. He's making me sad. <laughs> Which I was like, that's kind of mean, but it's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and he throws a grenade and, you know, uh, Steve Rogers jumps on it so that nobody else could get hurt. And we see Peggy look at him. And I love that we both have that as swoon count number two. Um, 
What I like about when they're in, okay, so fast forward to when they're in the car. Uh, yeah. I like that he calls her a beautiful broad. Because, <laughs> let me tell you, I know it's not great to be called a broad or a dame. <laughs> I think maybe he calls her a dame? A beautiful dame? I think it is a dame, yeah. Well, br- dame, broad, like, just one time. I <laughs> Just once. That is my swoon moment. <laughs> But I think that she just loves his, like, stumbly, bumbly, like, cute little adorableness that he is. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, like, a, oh, you know, he's he's a little nerdy and a little introverted. Like, oh, that's cute, you know. They're the ones that make the money, so. (laughs) Um, So, but, I mean, I do love, you know, when, when... He's like talking about you know the right partner, and then you just see like that look on her face. Definitely mm-hmm. swoon. Count number three for sure. Yeah. Oh, so, so cute. Love it. Um, she is basically taking him to the appointment to wherever this lab is that he's going to be taken at. And then uh, I have Stanley Tucci says, "Take your shirt off." Yes. Please more. <laughs> <laughs> I could not have been the only one. <laughs> um, so, you know, the they're introducing all the guys up in the room that are observing and everything, and mm-hmm. you don't know it at the time, but Fred Clemson is introduced, and ooh, he's a big baddie, but I am not mad at him. <laughs> Who is that? Which one is He's that one? He's the one that has the glasses and the dark hair. Who okay? Who like I, sets yeah, off uh, the bomb? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's talk. Uh, I have at thirty-five minutes. Um, I don't know what I have. I oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. So at thirty-five minutes is the last time we see uh, pre Steve Rogers. <laughs> A lollipop. Lollipop. Yes. Thirty-seven minute mark. My notes just in all caps. Hello, Captain America. Um, I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what I love is when they do that slow open, and I just feel like it's such an affront to my senses, and it's not okay. It's definitely it's not overload. all right. It just, oh, I don't know what it does. I. <laughs> So, um, it Matt, is such I a violent a, affront. I have a Carter Swoon moment before that happens. Is it when she looks back at him? The last and... look back before the serum. Okay. Okay. Because I definitely remember that look too. And I was like, well, maybe it's more out of concern. It's a little bit of both. I mean, obviously she is concerned because when he starts to like panic or when it starts making big noises and he's screaming, yeah. she's like, turn it off. Yeah. She is glad they did not turn it off. Yeah. So I um, mean, would you be? At the moment when we see Steve Rogers post-serum, um, my note was, to quote the lovely Tanya from Mamma Mia, be still my beating vagina. <laughs> because, holy moly. Yes, Captain. Like I said, it was just like, like these people at Marvel definitely know what they're doing. Uh, yeah. Also, and it's so violent, and it's just like, why are you like this? Like, it doesn't like, 
you're just it's just the nerve oh. that Chris Evans has looking <laughs> like that is <laughs> rude, Chris. Rude. It is. Keep it it going, actually really is. Rude. And I completely I completely agree with that one hundred percent. Like and you know nobody literally nobody even gave you the right. No. Let's just put it that way. No. I did not no. I didn't sign no, but keep it coming, please. Do not stop. <laughs> huh. Oh, love it. I think that is one of the all-time top uh, Marvel moments. In the reveal. I, yeah, and I will not let anybody tell me anything different. I think we could have a whole episode dedicated <laughs> to Just that, that moment. <laughs> I... I mean, isn't that what this is? Yeah. <laughs> and that is the end. Thanks for listening. I know, exactly. Join us next time. Uh, oh. And we're not even at the 40-minute mark in this movie yet. Oh, I know. Um, so my next note next to that is, LOL, at the nurse standing next to it. Like, you see it open, and then the nurse, like, she just, like, has these eyes. Like, you know that emoji with the eyes? Oh, or, like, 100%. I was like, okay, girl, I see you. I think that's where same. they got it. <laughs> yeah. Just that one nurse. She was just like, what is happening? Yeah. No, not the same guy. <laughs> but okay. And the, Yeah. Uh, and then my next note, of course, is uh, Carter uh, reaches to touch him. Swoon count number four. Oh, see, that's my number five. Because I had the last. Oh, because of your. But uh, I said okay. we're literally all Peggy. Yeah. With that absolutely. touch. Yeah, absolutely. I just, just like. Which I love like the the nervousness, is, you know, just like the. the <laughs> you can't. The I know this is an audio podcast, but you can't see me has. like doing it. <laughs> I just love it. Yeah, absolutely. Haley, you are a genius. You are also very lucky for being able to just like. Ugh. Just to be in the presence, like, must be so nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my my note after the peck touch, the the graze, if you will, is Carter is now thirst a hundred percent of the time when Steve is around. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, who blames her? I don't. No, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So then after this, we go into, uh, the, like you said, your boy with the glasses. Fred Clemson. Detonates, yes. Detonates the bomb. Um, my next note is uh, an N with one, two, three, four O's. But no Stanley Tucci. Um, my note is, but why are we putting a shirt on him? <laughs> Just let the man run. Just let him be, okay? He's gonna soak through it, so why put it on? Yeah, I But agree. also, R.I.P. And I also said that um, I love that Stanley Tucci had to get that final touch of Steve before he died completely. <laughs> he, like, reaches out and is like... Yeah, I know, and, like, touches his heart or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd if you're there to- and you're able... Hello. One final touch. Yeah, exactly. My next note after that is hello, stern cap. 
Um, I want that. Uh, I so when he starts running, <laughs> mine is no one looks that good that ru- like running ever. Why do you, Chris Evans, again think it's okay? What that is very yeah I agree. But here's also where we see Meg- uh Peggy's like perfect markmanship. Yeah, that's true. She's like. Pew, pew. And she shoots the driver. Good for her, yeah. girl. Good for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my note from that was, uh, this is my husband speaking. Look at those man tits. And this is my response. They're not tits. They're pecs. All caps. Very different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Both you kind of want to touch, but. I mean, like I said, who's mad? Because it's not me. I still um, wonder so, why he has a shirt on though, and we're just so my next note is we both know that he jumps into the water and he uh, he breaks the window he drags that guy out um, that says something like when you cut off one head two heads grow back and he he dies uh, so then we're just left with Steve Rogers just standing there dripping wet and my note is okay with five Ks, wet Captain America, in all caps. Um, FYI, mine is a wet Steve Rogers is a wet girl everywhere. <laughs> true, so. very true. I apologize, and I feel like you and I are both saying the same thing. <laughs> the vulgarity of that one. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, my next Th- note is Sarah, do you need a ju- drink? Looking. I mean, I might. I am actually very parched over here. Yes, yes. Let's. That's time for that segment. Do I need a drink? Because I'm very thirsty. Yes, absolutely. But my next note was Hydra dude was kind of cute too. That- Lmao. See, Franklin's a new baddie, but you are. Hot. Yeah. Um. Exactly. I noticed that his sub reminded me of Darkwing Duck's plane. The thunder quack. Mm. It's called the thunder quack. Okay. But that's what it reminded me of. And then we see it later when they are working, when Howard's working on it. it That's the one that he's like, oh, like, I don't even know what this is type of thing. Yeah, he's like, the technology is so advanced or something. Yeah. Mechanics are so advanced. I don't know. Words advanced. (laughs) (laughs) He said something. I don't know. Um, so in this next part, uh, I said, Agent Carter stealing a views of his muscles. I see you, girl. I see you. I see you looking. Um, I was wondering why he doesn't have a shirt off while getting his blood taken. Yeah. I mean, this would have been a perfect opportunity. <laughs> Another shirtless Steve Rogers. You Stop being so like- modest, Steve. <laughs> This movie really, like you just stated, like had some opportunities. And it really wasted those opportunities, I think. So many missed opportunities. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, then I have uh, 
Tommy Lee Jones here. I asked for our army and all I got was you. And my note was, okay, ungrateful. Mine was, Steve, you are enough. Don't listen to jowl face Tommy Lee. <laughs> it's perfect. I love it. He's so gruff. I just don't think it's necessary. I think that's just, like, I don't know, maybe if he was just channeling a father or something, or like a grandfather or an uncle of that generation or something. I don't know. Absolutely, though. You are right. So ungrateful. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you? Um, then in this next scene, I've got, uh, you know, Steve basically says, I finally got everything I wanted and I'm wearing tights. And I said, okay, that's rude. First of all, those are called leggings. <laughs> and you look damn good wearing them. Exactly. So who is this a disservice to? Because it's not a disservice to me. It's not a disservice to you. Like, <laughs> You're doing something for your country there, Steve. Just Yeah, exactly. Speaking of ungrateful. <laughs> So my note about his first costume was mm -hmm. that, I, I mean, I assume there's like some sort of pads in the top, like maybe a little couple of shoulder pads, but there can't be many if there is, because it's pretty, seems like the shirt, the white shirt he was wearing in the wet scene, pretty much shows the same, <laughs> the wet scene, the wet scene uh, shows pretty much the same amount of muscle, and I'm just, I don't get it. No, I get and I understand what you're saying. Because it again, I don't understand his how. How do you look that good? You know what? And I feel like in the Captain America um <clears throat> other movies, we both know that there's Winter Soldier, we both know that there's Civil War. There are other opportunities where I'm like, how? How? How is that humanly possible? Well, that I don't understand. Yeah, that's what I just I don't I don't get it. Yeah, I don't either. Oof. Now I'm thinking about them. Um. Anyways, <laughs> sidetrack. So, uh, you know, Steve Rogers is asking about his friend, uh, Bucky, which actually we have not seen in a while. Um, and we're gonna we're definitely gonna making some notes here. Um. But I love Peggy Carter's oh fuck face when Steve Rogers goes to find Bucky. I love that. Um, She's like, oh shit, like he really is going to go out there and do it. So I have, um, <laughs> I have three notes about that time. Okay. So, or one, I have four. Sorry, I have four. Um, what I was thinking about is if it wasn't, like, pure-hearted Steve Rogers being Captain America, going on tour with these chorus girls or captain girls or whatever they are, mm. um, he definitely would have, like, smashed through all of them. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously. All those girls had to have been just ready for the taking. Oh, Absolutely. Sign Absolutely. me up, soldiers. Come on. <laughs> um, when Steve is asking about Bucky, mm -hmm. and he's like, his hair's kind of wet, and he's got that, like, curl. Yeah, All I said hot. was, I swoon, because, yes. <laughs> and then he gets all sad and pouty, and I 
just his lips. Ugh. They're just asking for like a biting. I don't know. So hot. <laughs> and then my last one about it was when he takes that leather jacket on. Yeah. And like, you know, it's going to be a sexy ride with whatever he's doing. I'm telling you, it's the stern captain look, like, or the concerned captain look. Yeah, because it's doing something for me. Huh. I agree. Dave. <laughs> so, Peggy Carter says, I have somebody who could help us. It's Howard Stark. And he makes a comment. And uh, all I have for that note is, ew. What what comment? It's when he's like, "Oh, maybe you and I could stop and blah 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 and get some fondue." Like, I just don't think it's appropriate oh. to talk about that right now. Well, my note about the fondue is, I would late night fondue with any of the three of them, and now <laughs> I want fondue. So, <laughs> I'm just like, you must be so confident to be in the presence of Steve Rogers and make that move. That's all I'm saying. That's Howard, though. I mean, like, we, we talked about, like, he's got that yeah. womanizer, charismatic, dickhead mentality. But, yeah. Like, I'm just saying. It's just, it's confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely some Absolutely. BDE. Like, he got that big dick <laughs> energy. And I'm sorry, Howard. I don't know if it's going to be, like, really. Yeah. And, again, in the presence of good old Cap. Come on. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe that's why, you know, maybe that kind of, like, sets up, like, why, you know, later Tony and Steve really just don't get along, you know? But it's not like Tony would have been, would have even known about any of that, you know? But, I mean, it just kind of, like, sets the tone, like, oh, here's another Stark, you know? Valid. I, I, I get that. Now that yeah. you're saying that, that makes sense. Mm just thinking about that but i think doesn't in one of them steve talks about howard in a respected way like he talks about how he liked howard that is a good question kendall i guess now we're gonna have to go back and watch everything to see yeah well yeah <laughs> so so um you know, Captain asks, oh, do you two fondue? Like, you don't even know what you're saying. Just stop. It's so cute. But it is cute, but I do also like how Peggy Carter just, like, ignores his questions. <laughs> she just really, and then goes on. Like, Yeah, exactly. Um, this one, I kind of counted as maybe a swoon moment. The moment when he jumps out of the plane. Cap jumping out of the plane and risking his life for everyone. Exactly. I wrote number 10 because I was like, we've had so many that I, one, didn't keep track of because um, <laughs> I'd had probably two whiskeys by then. Um, <laughs> and then also just she is 100% thirsty, like I said. But yeah, it's definitely a swoon moment. I wrote that as well. Yeah. I definitely saw that for sure. Um, and then my next note goes into, I could never understand how he goes from showman to fighter. Like, okay. 
I just, you know, like I said, like he was dancing and singing and taking pictures with babies and doing a fake punch with Hitler. And now suddenly, you know, he is a martial artist or whatever, like master U.S. Olympic gymnast. How? When? Yeah. It makes zero sense. Yeah. Where the training came from, but. Exactly. I don't get it. I mean, maybe it's like Chuck where he flashes and knows how to do everything. (laughs) Maybe. <laughs> Probably not, but... but yeah. Um. So then we uh, go into... So he's at... He's behind enemy lines, and he finds all of the uh, prisoners of war. Uh, this is a part that I really liked, um, because they're like, you know, they're, they're all in cages, you know, and they're just like, you know, whatever, and... Then he comes up and they're like, oh, who are you supposed to be? Yeah. And he's like, I'm Captain America, you know? And so, like, that's, like, the big, like, now we're really introducing him to people. You know what I mean? Yeah, to, uh, to people besides Bond's buyers or whatever he was selling. Yeah. So then um, this particular group that he's talking to... Um, I really like because they are going to be in the Agent Carter show. We're going to see them later again. Yep. And I think that's really cool. Which, so, they're the Howling Commandos, which Mm -hmm. we get introduced later more. But I said to this that they're such, like, a ragtag bunch. Yeah, they're all completely different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then Dum uh, Dum Dugan, the big guy, I just his comment of "Oh, so now we're taking everybody." Okay, okay. literally, uh, I said, "Always love the line." I'm from Fresno, Ace. <laughs> I mean, one, why are you so excited to be from Fresno? <laughs> Okay, how dare you? My husband is from Clovis, which is like a suburb of Fresno, okay? Uh-huh. And he will tell anybody, okay? <laughs> Sorry. Um, no. But what I love also, too, about uh, that character that says that, you know, I'm from Fresno, is we, we actually see that actor, not that character, in Ant-Man. Spider-Man. Is it Spider-Man? Yeah, he's the principal at Okay. I was like, school. okay, yeah, because I, I asked my husband, I was like, I was like, I know we see him later, mm-hmm. but I couldn't remember if it was like Ant-Man or where we even see him. Yeah, so it's Spy- so that's one thing that I've it, like looked up. Um, okay, was it was the like, first Spider-Man? What, what the hell? Like he's the same actor, you're really gonna try and like pull this off? No. Yeah. Um and I read that at one point you see in his office at the school, um, a picture of Jim is what I think the character's name is from Captain America in a picture, right. like in his like uniform With or something. The Howling Commandos, right? Yeah, so they're like alluding that they are related, right? But I, it is really funny because I was like, really, Marvel, you're gonna <laughs> try and pull this one over? No. It's not going to work. Because then they did that with another character that they did try and pull off. 
Wait, do you think that this is a whose line is it anyways? That's so that's what's confusing is if they're not the same character but they're the same actor, what is happening? Because also, I mean, the same could also be said for Chris Evans. This is not his first Marvel story. That is true. He's the human torch Mm -hmm. in uh, Fantastic Four. One and two. Right? I forgot. There's a second one? I don't know. I didn't even see the first one. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. But I think there's two. Hmm. There's at least two out there, one where Chris Evans is Human Torch. For sure, yes. Because I've seen that one, but I don't remember there being a But maybe there was a second one because I think the rock guy like has a girlfriend, so I think there is two. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to look it up. Uh, again, this is a segment we're calling Whose Line Is It Anyways? Um... It's where either multiple people play the same character or the actor plays multiple characters in this universe. And yeah, I mean, you decide whose line is it anyways, you know? Uh, So let's see. Um, So we get the line. uh, I'm from Fresno Ace. I put LOL. Um, Then here we go. At one hour and four minutes. Kindle. Do you need a drink? You look thirsty. So thirsty. So, he is so sweaty. And I don't mind the beat up look. I'm not going to. Bucky. I wrote, Bucky, I love you. I love it. Welcome back, Um, I have this note that says, uh, Bucky said, what happened to you? And my note for that is, LOL, same baby. You're no longer a lollipop. <laughs> and, well, he's like, and in that scene, he's like, wait, weren't you smaller? Or something like, doesn't yeah, like he, he says said, something along those lines. Sm- I remember you shorter. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also like when, like you said, he, what happened to you? And Steve Rogers replies, I joined the army. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's like, right. Really? <laughs> yeah, that is. I see it. Yeah. Steve, he's got the humor, too. He's so cute. I said, Bucky, you gotta quit with the questions. Nobody got time for that. <laughs> Run for This your is life. a rescue mission, sir. We all just want to go home. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Um, this next note I have is, it's pretty cool when the Red Skull punched his shield. And you just see the, the indent of I thought that was pretty yeah, I, it's very violent, but I liked it. Um, well, right before that, one thing that I liked about Schmidt is he said, "Captain, I'm, I think he says Captain. I enjoy. I'm a great fan of all of your films." And I said, "OMG, I'm a great fan of your films too, Cap. Thanks for letting him know, Schmidt." <laughs> it's, <laughs> you know, it's the fan service. You know, a fan is a fan. It's the fa- yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, who's um, thirsty now, Schmidt? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I agree. Who needs a drink now? Um, um, what? I was going to say, when he pulls off his skull, or his okay. skin cap, 
so I have one hour, six minute mark. We have the Red Skull reveal. I just, I mean, my two, here's where uh, it's another Harry Potter crossover. Yay. Is that Red Voldemort? Or is I it mean, Red he's Morpheus missing a nose. because he's in that uh, long black leather coat? So it's either a Matrix crossover or it is a Harry Potter crossover. Hmm. I mean, I'm going to err on the side of Harry Potter crossover for sure. I mean, we're you know. clearly living in the same time. Yeah, absolutely. I can. I see it. What I love next about this next scene is that he just like leaks. <laughs> and my note says, and then he was like, bye. Um, my note says, what? okay, Michael Jordan, <laughs> who's got the hops. Like, I don't know where. Here's where it comes again. Where is this coming from? How does he like, oh, I think I could make that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. That's like yeah, dumb bro shit that they do, you know, like the Saturday night, you're super drunk and they're like, I dare you to chug this. And then the, yeah. he's like, I dare you to cross there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Shit doesn't happen that way. <laughs> um. So then we go to, uh, it's the end of the war, I think, suddenly now, is it years later? I mean, I'm not really sure. I mean, I'm pretty sure the end of World War II was years after 1942. Uh, but, you know, we see, you know, the victory parades and stuff like that. And at the one hour, 12 minute timestamp, we get our Stan Lee uh, cameo. Yeah. Oh, I wrote Stan. I stan you. Yeah. R.I.P. you hero. Yeah, so <sighs> I mean, I love going back in the movies and like seeing his little cameos. You know, they were actually pretty good. They were pretty funny. Yeah, they're. I mean, so I I enjoy them all. It's a good way to bring him into it. Yeah, I agree. Well, it's so sad though. Um, at the one hour thirteen minute. Mark, we've got uh, Tommy Lee Jones. His uh, admin comes up and gives him a note or a folder or whatever, and then like suddenly she's just like, you know, it's the eye emojis again. She's like, oh hey, yeah. Uh, so my note was, Blondie's thirst begins. Get out of here, Marjorie. Nobody invited you. Because I, I said that's the only thing I kind of know her from is Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah. Uh, Natalie Dorman, that's yeah. her name. Yeah, and I yeah. like her, but nobody invited you. That ain't <laughs> your man. When she is like looking at him, I my note is literally just "girl, same." Right? Like, <laughs> we're you're late to the game, girl. Yeah, that's all I have. To exactly. Say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you know he's like. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones is like, oh, I'm putting together a, a group, and Steve Rogers is like, I've got my own I'm putting together. Uh, he goes down to the bar, he sees Bucky, and uh, I forget 
like what he says before, but he basically says, uh, the guy from Brooklyn who's too dumb to run away, I'm following him. Aww. Swoon in all caps. What a good friend Buffy is. So cute. So good. I'm like tearing. So adorable. Love. Swoon. So then I think, and then, I was going to say, mm-hmm. I think Peggy Carter walks in mm-hmm. soon after that, and all I have is in giant letters, thirst on agent Peggy Carter. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, that red hot. dress, girl. Killing. Yeah. Please. I remember, okay, so like, here's what's crazy, is I remember watching that movie in the movie theaters and like, seeing her like, in that dress, and I was like, dang, man. <laughs> like, that's. Yeah, I agree. Uh, unfortunately, um, you know, Bucky, you know, tries on the wrong girl, you know. I mean, I think basically anybody else would have been like, yes to him. But this is, this is Peggy Carter. You know, that's, that's not his girl. Not your lobster. Yeah. When she says, uh, you know, she's she's waiting for the right partner and you look over and you see cap and he's like swimming yeah. oh that's absolutely cap swim yeah. moment i mean we're yeah. way down the line on that but <laughs> i just thought that was so cute i was like oh he's swimming that's adorable i like when but i mean i would have too right i like when he when she leaves she's in there for like a second and i'm like okay, yeah okay what a waste of time and effort like I mean, not. You put on that dress. You walked all the way down there. You walk into the bar. You turn down a guy and then you leave. I mean, I guess we've all done that. I don't know. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, (laughs) sure. (laughs) Well, I like that uh, Steve says maybe she has a friend for you, Buck. Yeah. And I obviously volunteer. Did you raise your hand? Sign me up. I'll be Peggy's friend for you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so then we go into, I uh, believe Captain was looking for was he? He was looking for Stark, right? And he comes across uh, Mally Dormer or whatever her name is. Yeah. Well, we see a few moments of like the Cap and his crew, the Howling Commandos doing their oh, thing yeah. um and at one point um bucky has his hair pushed back and so i said you look sexy with your hair pushed back <laughs> like that um tell him that he looks so good with his hair pushed back right and then i believe we see him before the sad sad moment think um because i go from bucky looks like with your hair pushed back to a sad moment coming up okay let's but there has to be something in the middle of that there's definitely a few moments in between that so he i'm pretty sure steve rogers is looking for uh howard stark um because of this scene that's about to be set up and natalie dorman who is the admin is like, oh, well, you wait, and, you know, mm. kisses him, because, I mean, who wouldn't? Um, Shoot your shot. Why not? Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, this is 
you know, after World War II, you know, tomorrow isn't promised, you know, I mean, it is what it is, man. Uh, Peggy Carter comes and sees her and him together and obviously not happy. So, uh, he is trying to, uh, oh, here's another thing that I had a question about, but anyway, so he is, uh, so Howard is telling him about the different shields that he's made for, uh, Steve Rogers. And then, uh, you know, Steve Rogers picks out the, the Captain America shield that we all know. And he's like, oh, that one's made of vibranium, blah, blah, blah. It's really strong. And so my question is, how did Howard Stark get vibranium? Because we all know that vibranium is from Wakanda, but Wakanda is closed. How did he get that? Unless, like, I don't know. I assume maybe they export it or something. I have questions about that. So I think that's something that I'm definitely coming back to later. Because I, I don't know. I agree. Like, I have no idea. Like, they don't talk about it Mm -mm. at any point i don't think right when did we just know that vibranium is from wakanda but wakanda is close to the world so right but when did wakanda close to the world do we know i should have looked that up but i did not do you want to look that up i'm going towards it so yes i will see if i can find uh wakanda is not one of the topics Hmm. Let me see if vibranium. It is not either. It appears it's just characters. Okay. Um, interesting. I don't know. I think that's that's a valid point. Like why all of a sudden there's vibranium that we've never heard about before. And yeah. That's what I'm wondering, because I'm like, how did he get it? Was there something, like, was there maybe, like, a treaty or something? Or did he work with Wakanda? Or, I'm not sure. But we will definitely, uh, we're going to come back to that. We're definitely going to go into that and see uh, at some point. We'll get an update on that, basically. Yeah. Um, so, moving along, uh, Peggy Carter... Uh, I have this note. She picks up a gun and she shoots his shield. Um, and my note is shooting a gun inside, ma'am. Uh, yeah. So uh, no one wanted to fire in the hole. Come on, Pegs. <laughs> you know better. Like, I mean, like you said, like aren't they like underground or something? Absolutely. Like they're in this enclosed space. I just, I don't think it's smart. It's definitely like a bunker. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> a scorn woman. Yeah, so. that's true. But you I do mean, you, uh, Peggy. But if that shield, like, but what if that shield didn't work? <laughs> I mean, it's it's Captain America. She's seen him go through worse. That's true, I guess. Um, so I have here Peggy Carter nervous look during the dialysis. I don't think that's right. What does that mean? What did I mean by that? <laughs> no. Will you please tell me? <laughs> Dialysis. <laughs> I mean, did you jump ahead um, to another movie? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Because, like, he already gave his blood at the very beginning. Yeah. 
I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm just going to, we're going to skip that one. And sadly, we go into the one hour, 25 minute mark. You lose Bucky again. I'm sorry. All I have written is, in all caps, in many, many letters, Bucky! <laughs> I have to wait so many movies to see you again. I know. I'm sorry. But luckily, I don't have to wait so many weeks because you're coming back. Mm. Oh my goodness. Are you so excited? I like can't even handle it. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. If it's half as good as WandaVision, it's going to be good. Like, Yeah, absolutely. And you can't go wrong with Sebastian Stan. I've read... Uh, I've read some things about what my, what Bucky might be up to. Mm. So we'll just have to wait and see if that's where dis- Disney decides to go, or if they're gonna go a different route or something. I'm not really sure. Bucky, you should be shirtless the entire time. That's where Disney <laughs> should take this. Absolutely, I agree. And if they don't listen to your recommendations, like I just think that's so rude. I can't, I will, uh, yeah. I have nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So in this next scene, we see the Hydra army. Um, little facts about Hydra. Um, they have a mobile base. Their first appearance was in Strange Tales number 135, and that was in August of 1965. That's interesting. So I definitely think that maybe there was some sort of like storyline, like Captain America, like reintroducing a Captain America storyline. And that's when they introduced Hydra and that's when they introduced Peggy Carter. I mean, that makes the most sense because it's 20 years between. So he I'm guessing that Captain America was a was fighting Nazis up until then. Like he was just a superhero made for war. Right. True, true. Uh, some of their key members are Baron von Strucker. He is the master criminal strategist and founder of Hydra. And then we do have the Red Skull instructed Strucker to found Hydra. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, because we didn't, we don't meet Strucker at all. At least in captain america right so or the Mm. first captain america but i know he's a presence um because after one of the wandavision's commercials when they talk about strucker like it's a brand Mm. i was like how do i know that so then i looked it up but i love that Hmm. Well, we are obviously, we'll be continuing to talk about Hydra for a while. We're so well informed. (laughs) Come at us. (laughs) I agree. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Let's move on. Um, Oh, and then, uh, you know, poor Captain, he is mourning the loss of his friend. And this poor guy, you know, he he because of the molecular structure of his body he can't get drunk and i feel like that is truly the saddest yeah i mean 
it has to be the worst. Sometimes yeah. there are those days where you just need to get drunk. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I think, yeah, mourning the loss of your till the end of the line BFF super hot friend. It's that you can drink the sorrows away. You just have to deal with them. That is having to deal with your own like emotions. Hell no. Yeah. Thanks. Awful. Pass. Luckily, <laughs> Peggy comes, talks to him. But then I hate this because she says, "Oh, that's why metabolism is like four times higher than the average person." And I was like, in all caps, jealous. I know. I would Thank love you, Peggy. that. Right. <laughs> I have, like, four times the opposite way. Same. Yeah, my metabolism <laughs> works, same. like, four times worse than the average person, I'm pretty sure, so. I get it. She was trying to cheer him up, but I'm just like, girl, you ain't no, you ain't cheering anybody up with that information, okay? There's only one way to cheer him up, Peggy. We all know. <laughs> we all know. She doesn't do the fondue, okay? I'm... I'm Sometimes you gotta. The man is in mourning and cannot get drunk. Peggy, do the dude a favor. Oh, man. All right. I'm going to (laughs) move. Because, I mean, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I completely agree. But this is... It's a a family show? So... I think so. I think it's a family movie. I didn't say this was a family show. Oh, okay. I think it's a family movie. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. that's a behind-the-scenes thing, but... Yeah, exactly. Allude to it, like... <laughs> uh, so, let's see. So, um, they are back at the base, uh, wherever this underground base is, um, and talking about some strategies to get into the, uh, the Hydra bunker. And he says... Uh, is it Jim that says it? You know, um, was that his name? Um, it's not it like we can Jim. just knock on the door. Yeah, I think it is too. And he says, why not? That's exactly what we're going to do. Uh, my note is, in all caps, so American. Right? Um, yeah, hi. Knock, knock. <laughs> Have you taken Jesus as your Lord and Savior? <laughs> Works every time. <laughs> Show up in a button-down, short sleeve white shirt. Yeah. With the tie, please. Hello. Yeah. Um, so then they get in because it's Captain America. What I love is when the Red Skull says, arrogance may not be a uniquely American trait. And I said, isn't it, though? Really? Isn't it? Well, I mean, yes. But I also agree it's probably hella German as well. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> but it is super american like, yeah exactly dumbass americans <laughs> that's like american history 101 is arrogance um so then we go into one hour 34 minutes 58 seconds we get the second i could do this all day and that's really just his tag like throughout that whole mcu yeah and i don't hate it um, so he is fighting the Red Skull. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones, for some reason, is driving this enormous... Cruella de Vil car? That's yeah, what I wrote. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it's so ridiculous. 
why why is he even driving that? Like there are other military cars during that time that he would surely be driving. Well, I think that because when they got on the base or in the bunker or whatever that Hydra hideout is, um, that we see that is Schmidt's car in the beginning, mm. and he has like the That's a good catch. Um, Hydra emblem mm-hmm. is his like car emblem it's a cow mm. I don't know. yeah maybe yeah you know it's the thing on the sure. thing emblem the thing <laughs> on the hood of the car listen we never said that we were experts at anything okay um she's lying we are experts at everything <laughs> But that's a good catch. I did not catch that. Oh, yeah. That was his car as well. Well, because I, I, early on, I noticed that that car was super awesome. Very Cruella mm. to me. Which makes sense, because she's a villain, and so Schmidt. Oh. And I would totally a drive Disney it. Disney connection. I mean, I don't know. That thing seems like a pain to, like, turn or to It does park. have an extended hood for some reason. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I'm like, that possibly cannot help you with, like, speed or anything. <laughs> Where are you going with that? Yeah. Speaking of arrogance. <laughs> there you go. There it is. There it it's is. the arrogance. Yeah, there it is. Uh, so then, finally, uh, you know, like I said, Tommy Lee Jones pulls up in this car. Peggy Carter is with him. Cap jumps in the back seat so that they can get him into this plane or whatever it is, to be honest. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, and then, finally, the kiss. Like... It's well into an hour and a half in this movie. And finally. Like, thank you. <laughs> What's sad is it's like kind of their only kiss. Ever. Well, yeah, until then, you know. Or is it, Kendall? I don't know. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just don't. It's so sad. This is why mm-hmm. we they should have just hooked up at the bar, at the pub. Yeah. That's true. That's very true. Um, one of my favorite parts is when he turns and like looks at Tommy Lee Jones, just stunned face, and Tommy Lee Jones is like, "I'm not kissing you. <laughs> Why not? Like, put your toxic masculinity away and kiss the man." The most gruff man <laughs> ever. Like, do you not see this beautiful angel that's about to get into this flying machine? I called it he a flying machine. He is risking his life for you, sir. Right? Like. The least you could do. <laughs> so I think it's because at one point, uh, when there were two things that I forgot from earlier, but one was when Peggy takes Captain America on the plane with Howard Stark and comes back, and she arrives, and Captain America has not returned with all of. The 107. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones says something about you had a crush. Yeah. And she said, no, Oh, all I based on faith. your crush. And I was like, nah. No, she was like, Oh, it's more than, or it, it's, it wasn't that. Yeah, she says, I had faith. Okay, yeah. cool. But we know it's a crush. One. Oh, yeah. No, then, I, I, thank you for bringing that up because I definitely was like, I don't know why I didn't put anything down on that, but, like, I definitely thought about that, too, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And then um, one of the other things was when 
they're showing when it's like the um, all the scenes from the howling commandos doing their thing <gasps> yes that's what it is i think that's what it the dailies that's what i meant the dailies and yes. not the dialysis what was i talking like i think that was like the yes. i think that was like <laughs> with his with spell her check or something in his compass is it a compass? yeah the dailies i think it is but yes dailies is the word that i was looking okay. for yes thank you we finally found it it was dailies Perfect. not the dialysis <laughs> but that is like so cute and it was cute. We will see that continue as well with yeah. the compass. Yeah, I remember. I definitely thought that's what it was. A nervous look during the dailies. Yeah, and it autocorrected it to dialysis. So, <laughs> and she's so embarrassed. It's so cute, but she's also like so yeah, proud. it is cute. Yeah, but like obviously like, yeah, you're his girl. He's like, girl. Why are you kissing him? Nineteen forty one. So many opportunities. <laughs> it's nineteen forty two. Oh sorry. I mean it may not even have been nineteen forty two. Like we, we said, what is it? Was this the end of World War II? World War Two? Like I mean, I don't understand. That wasn't until like later in the forties. Yeah. I don't get it. That makes zero sense. Yeah. Um, okay. But when when Cap gets on to the plane thing. Um, I said he's always getting into fights on flying machines because mm. I couldn't think of the word plane, I guess. But they're <laughs> always some sort of like flying machine. The big it's birds in the plane. in the sky that we sometimes ride. <laughs> well, I was thinking like that's a plane, I guess, right? That's yeah, it is a plane. Like, he gets in fights on the Quinjet, like mm. you know. But why is he always getting into fights on flying machines? I don't know. Those fandangled flying machines. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. What I noticed about that part was he gets on that flying machine. Um, so he sees the bombs, the labels for, he sees that, you know, bombs have different names of the cities. But, like, then the, the music is just suddenly dramatic when he looks at the one for New York. And I was just like... I literally have a note about being like, okay, so why is that the one that, like, has the dramatic, like, music? Like, it shouldn't they all be dramatic music? Like, is immediately as he saw the first one with the city name on it? Yeah. Well, or know. why wouldn't I they just, just start with New York to give the, like, I know that's where he's from. I get it. Like, that's probably why. But why wouldn't they just start with that? So he's like, oh, no, New York's in trouble. And then go to, like, <laughs> Chicago and then wherever. Yeah, I know. I agree. But also, yeah. where are we that these bombs are going to be making their way all the way there? Like, aren't we in, like, the Alps? Like, where are we? We never find <laughs> out. That's true. Well, that's the thing about secret military bases, Kendall. They're never going to tell you where they are, are they? So, but this tiny little bomb plane is going to make it all the way to New York. Okay. And then on top Maybe. of that, Chicago? That's even farther. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> These were different times, okay? Different times. Different yeah, times. That's it didn't I... last as long. <laughs> that's they had to have, like, backup fuel, or they were pre-programmed, which I doubt they were pre-programmed to like but it was wasn't it a hydroplane so i mean they had that advanced technology that's right? true if howard couldn't figure it out no one yeah. can 
Except yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Hmm. We'll have to de definitely come back. We're definitely going to come back to that, I think, at some point. Uh, so then I have here, uh, let's see, uh, the Red Skull says, I've seen the future where there are no flags. Did you, uh, did you really? Oh, oh okay. Nice. I'm, I can read. Reading comprehension is important, kids. Awesome. It says, I have seen the future where there are no flags. And I said, did you really? Because there is nothingness where you are going. Boom. Got him. I mean, well, that's that's what I question is how he, if he sees the future as he claims, as he's you mm -hmm. know, how did he not see this coming? How did he not see, <laughs> like, getting basically vanquished by the tesseract? Well, he saw well he says where uh, I've seen the future where there are no flags so I mean he doesn't know how he's gonna get there right. he just knows he will be there and I guess it doesn't necessarily mean it's his future right exactly okay okay but still how um, did he so not see <laughs> Captain America just kicking his ass and then being yeah. bye yeah, absolutely. Uh, so then the next note I have here is Peggy says, Schmidt's dead. I said, or is he in all caps? Bum, bum, bum. <gasps> Spoiler. Um, I guess we're uh, going to come back to that later. All right. And then I have applause, applause. War is over. Um, <clears throat> then Howard Stark, we see him uh, searching for Captain America. Uh, I I think I just glossed over that entire scene where he just where Captain America, you know, they have that that moment where he's like, I still don't know how to dance, and she's like, I'll teach you, and he's like, Well, how the band play something slow, and they both know where this is ending. Corny. I so my question <laughs> is, you know how like in movies they put a brick on a gas pedal in a mm -hmm. car to make yeah. it go. Yeah, which is so silly. That that brick would, like, slide all over the place. Well, unless you, like, tied it, I guess. But there has to be, like, a, uh, the advanced technology of Hydra had to have figured out a, like, autopilot. No? But he, he wouldn't know that. Well, How would he know? They probably labeled it in German autopilot, so. Yeah, okay, and he, does he read German? We don't know. Cap can do anything, as we found out. He can sing and okay, dance. Okay, listen. And then ha no martial arts a second later. Yeah, I was going to say, like, he's a U.S. Olympic level whatever gymnast. They didn't say that he could read German. He's resistant to disease and fatigue. You have to know. I mean, you have been fighting this war and you don't know any German. Yeah, that's true, I guess. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I'm looking up what autopilot is in German and seeing <laughs> if it would be obvious. Because there's, I mean, it has, anyway. <laughs> um, this is going to take me a second. We should call this segment Beep Boop Beep Boop. 
time on the internet or something. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. So here's autopilot in English. Here's autopilot in German. <laughs> Do you want to know how autopilot is spelled? Spell it. Autopilot. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Steve, gander around on the little thing in the front, on all the little gadgets, and there's probably a switch that says autopilot. <laughs> how hard could it be, Steve? Come on. I just, I, I just learned it, so... Can't be that hard. There you go. We learned something new today. Good job. This is our learning corner. <laughs> and this is the uh, the more you know. Oh, um, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, so Howard Stark is out there looking for this guy who doesn't know autopilot. 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 Um... So, you know, we see people are, you know, kind of like wrapping up their lives and going on from there. Uh, And then this part always gets me. So they're at that back at that bunker, wherever this is. And Tommy Lee Jones comes by and gives Peggy Carter (laughs) this folder. And inside the folder is Lollipop Chris Evans. (laughs) And like what like gets me is that like this is the picture she holds on to. Right. Because we do see it later. Yes. We see this picture later, and I don't understand why she holds on to this picture. There surely must have been other pictures of him. Because that's who she fell in love with. That is who. Okay. That is who Steve Rogers is to her. He's not Captain America. Well, I guess he is still Captain America, but like, yeah. I think that it's this sentimentality of like who he was before. I'm just like, girl, you need to like get another picture please like yeah <laughs> like I, I just don't like it like he just looks i just i just feel like there could be other pictures oh i have a note but about when howard's in the arctic what's up um i'm living for him in that turtleneck and fur-lined winter coat i would do a, i would watch a whole series of howard stark in the arctic in searching, searching for, for Captain America. Captain America and the Tesseract in that outfit. Well, guess what, Kendall? I don't know if you know this, but there's a show called Agent Carter. But he doesn't wear that. He's no, not. I, I mean, he he's like only L.A. Howard Stark. Mm. I guess we get him in New York once, but or twice, but still. Mm. More turtleneck Howard, please. Yes, please. In the other MCU movies that were coming up, please. <laughs> yeah, where's Howard's like origin? I'd watch that. I think they give us little bits and pieces, yeah. but not like an entire story. And I don't feel like we're gonna get anything like More, that anytime I know. soon. Alright, so this last uh, this last scene is Captain America wakes up and this is a part that like I just, I don't understand. He wakes up and he hears a baseball game going on the radio and he asks the girl who comes in and he's like where am I? And she's like, you're in New York. And he's like I don't, I don't even know if he asks what year this is or whatever. 
He was like, no, where am I really? Because I was, that game is from May 1941, and I was there. And I'm just like, you literally only heard a couple pieces of it. Like, surely you could not have known that that was the entire game that you were at. Like, I'm sure there were other baseball games that were similar to it. You know what I mean? Just, I don't know. I think it's for a dramatic effect. But yes, I do (laughs) understand that. But if it was like a big game, maybe that's why. Maybe something big happened, and that's why the recording still exists. Because something wild happened. That's why he remembers it. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm just does like, he have super memory? I mean... It doesn't say. It doesn't say it's super memory. German. He probably doesn't. <laughs> exactly. If you don't know how to read autopilot, I don't know. I don't know. It's the same word. It's going <laughs> to bother me for the rest of my life. So this interesting last scene that uh, happens is he runs out. It's actually New York 2011 or whatever. Um, And he comes across Nick Fury. um, And that's kind of where the movie ends. And then we all know that, you know, Nick Fury is a part of the Avengers. And that really sets up the whole bringing everybody together type thing. Um, So a little thing about this last scene of the movie (laughs) is uh, I enjoy a good conspiracy theory here and there (laughs) there is this one about this movie at a certain scene where he's in he's in Times Square this movie is set again in 2011 right this present time and somebody swears that there is a picture of the coronavirus on one of the billboards oh my god and after so much and so people are like oh my gosh like Disney predicted this blah 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 like it's all manufactured right so going down that whole rabbit hole and like a few people like go through it and they like they do all this like image thing whatever it's a New Year's ad for pasta (laughs) (laughs) for the the company Barilla Pasta it's a New Year's ad for pasta (laughs) And they're convinced it's the coronavirus. Yeah. And people are convinced that it's the coronavirus. So cute. <laughs> cute. I love foil hat people. That's a great so theory. That's how, I love it. That's how we're ending this podcast is a conspiracy theory about pasta and the coronavirus and Captain America. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, there is the post the very end. There's only one post credit scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only thing that I have written down is dat ass <laughs> and then America's ass. So, yeah, absolutely. when he's boxing. And you know what? It really is. That. It really is. The nerve. <laughs> I'm living for it, though, so. You know what? It's a good thing that he did this when he was relatively younger, so we just, we just keep getting it time and time again, and I'm here for it. I'm not mad. Me neither. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> thank you, Disney. Thank you, Marvel. Yeah, thank you. Uh, technically, thank you, Paramount, because oh, this was true. a Paramount Viacom movie, which was not... Well, I think Disney had owned Viacom at that time. I think maybe? they had, like, maybe just acquired it. Mm. Maybe, yeah. I haven't checked the timeline of that, but that's I know that at some point Disney definitely owned Viacom and I feel like it was ma- it was they like they've owned them for a while. Yeah. So I yeah, at this point it probably could have already been technically a Disney movie, technically. 
Um, <clears throat> well, thank you but to we will... all of them. The casting agent. Um, you know what? Chris's... That casting person deserves a race. Right? Somebody, please. Also, his fitness instructors, his nutritionist, <laughs> his muscles. I agree. Thank you. Thank you for all of it. All right, Kendall, and I think with that, I think we're done. I think that we should say goodbye. And, uh, yeah, until our next recording, we are definitely going into WandaVision. We are not going to just ignore that and go over that. And uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up. So, um, you know, I think uh, you'll be able to find us everywhere that you get your podcast normally. On Spotify, you can find us on uh Apple iTunes podcast. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram if you wanted to. It's just something to marvel at. Uh, I think that's where we are everywhere. Uh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, I don't think something we've set up our. I don't think so either. But we can definitely get on that. Sure. Um, but of course, if you wanted to send us a message, it's just something to marvel at sign gmail.com. So again, we're not claiming it to be experts so listen at your own risk really but this is already the end so you've already listened to the whole thing yeah. so that's on you <laughs> uh, also the email is something number two marvel that's right yes correct thank you Gmail. Yes, thank you for correcting me thank you Ken. all right everybody well i'm gonna go ahead and say good night good night